1: Welcome to the Week 8 episode of the QB List Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm back after my one-week hiatus. It's me, Cal, and I'll join, as always, Brian Hartman and Mario Adamo Jr. And this may have been one of the strangest weeks of the fantasy season. A lot of things went how we expected. And then one of the star players in the sport decided that... Or maybe his head coach decided that one of the star players in our sport couldn't play for certain reasons beyond our control that probably didn't benefit a lot of people. And I'll say benefited maybe because I played him in, against him in two different <laughs> leagues, but we'll cover that in detail for sure. But yeah, a crazy week out in Atlanta, my team going to four and two Steelers pulled out of upset against the Rams. So fun week in the NFL, fun week in fantasy. It was good to see some the studs Patriots get back the... to being. Yeah. Patriots, Patriots beat the pills. The what it's, any given Sunday, and I think that was the perfect definition of any given Sunday. But guys, welcome in. How did your, uh, as much as you
2: know, how did your week sevens go? I have Eckler, didn't look good. I have Cup, doesn't look good. McCaffrey just fumbled. We're kind of in shambles out here. Uh, bad times. We get Bijan in another league. We need him more. We have him and Eckler, so we're just for our own sanity. This is, this is a week that we're going to wash away.
0: Yeah, definitely in the process of licking some wounds here. As you guys know, reached out minutes before kickoff. Uh, myself taking a lovely stroll through uh, Tinkertown. And uh, <laughs> was messing with the idea of putting in Brian Hoyer. Dante Foreman was there. Who to go. Some early Thursday shenanigans. And wow, I'm, I'm yeah, learning my lesson. Don't tinker with your lineup, folks. Don't do <laughs> it.
1: Yes, it, it definitely... Hurts you more than more, and it helps you. Know, I've dealt with that throughout the season, but this week may maybe one of my better weeks outside of the qb list staff league, where I can't buy a win. I think uh, I am in a having one of my worst, one of the worst leagues I've been in this year is with the qb list staff league. Just things just have not gone right for me in that league, but I'll take a loss in that league if it means uh, you guys are getting wins in your leagues and. <laughs> My other leagues where I have money on the line are doing better. <laughs> but on this episode, we got a lot to get into. So let's get into the news and notes. Last week, you guys talked about Justin Fields and the implications from his injury. This week, Tyson Bajan looked pretty, pretty good. I'll give it that. He was the first rookie quarterback to st- win his first game as a starter mm-hmm. of the season compared to uh, Anthony Richardson and Bryce, Bryce Young and CJ Shroud. So. Tyson Bajan, clearly the best rookie quarterback. That's just how it goes. Literally. He's already expected <laughs> to start this week against the Los Angeles Chargers somehow in prime time because, hey, why not put Tyson, Tate, Tyson Bajan on Sunday Night Football? So we saw one week of him in a good game against the Raiders. How much confidence do you have going forward with uh, the main pass catchers out in Chicago, with we'll the running backs and a few, but particularly DJ Moore, Cole Komet? where's your confidence level of them going moving forward with Bajan as quarterback for however long
2: that could be lower. I think that in the past with Justin Fields, there was a strong connection between him and DJ Moore and Cole Komet, the two guys. I would feel good about a 50, 50 chance Cole Komet scores a touchdown with Justin Fields back there. It just seemed like Bajan, uh, they'd been a little bit more cautious they're running the ball more. Maybe it was just against the matchup, but I'm a little nervous. DJ Moore, they did try to get him involved. He had the almost touchdown. I, it was originally called a touchdown, but it was then shown that he, was out, he stepped out of bounds, DJ Moore. So a little bit of confidence in him. They're continuing to get him involved. But overall, both of them do take a tick for me.
0: Yeah, he only threw for 162 yards. He's still a rookie. There's still going to be bumps and bruises. Um, do you have a little bit of hope where you're willing to start them? Absolutely, but we're not uh, we're not as excited as we were. I think with uh, the Justin Fields potential,
1: absolutely, I think more still is in that low wide receiver, two high flex sort of caliber going forward. Especially, I guess I should have led with this. There's no bye weeks next week, so after we have the bi apocalypse last week with six, <laughs> every team's in action because that's just how the NFL wants to do it. So you're likely gonna have better options. For this week, last week, you probably had to play your Bears because of the receivers on by. This week, even in a good match against the Chargers, you probably don't have to play him. But I think he's still he's still capable. But we'll let the other guys who do the start-sit decisions, such as Mario, later in the week tell you what to do there. But moving forward with the, with the news before we get into a weird week of injuries, that's the only main fantasy implication for in terms of news, not injuries, but Kevin Byard was just traded to the Philadelphia Eagles for believe a fifth round, sixth round pick. Mario was singing his praise at the beginning of the show as the Philadelphia Eagles fans, and we were sitting here nodding our heads. Howie Roseman just continues (laughs) to do the right thing for the Eagles. He's very active and makes smart trades. So good for them. I guess for fantasy implications is does is this it for the Titans? There's talks about, will Derrick Henry or DeAndre Hopkins be on the move? And we got a week till the trade deadline. Halloween night is the trade deadline. So we have maybe one more week for them as Tennessee Titans. So do you expect to see the Titans continue to sell off shop? Do we get the big move of Derrick Henry or DeAndre Hopkins leaving town?
2: My big concern about that is just the contract situation for Derrick Henry. Like, let me see what he's set to make. Uh, I believe oh. the dead money next yeah. year it's pretty easily cut. He is. So there we go. So I guess that's not even a big implication. Then I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, they're definitely in fire sale mode. Brian, you had more knowledge on this with the, the dead money thing. So I'm gonna let you just take it away. Like, what do you think about?
0: It? <laughs> I was just, I was just a little bit of, you, you always hope for the the upside. We've seen guys just recently in the past, like, uh, you know, Tyreek Hill, AJ Brown and Devontae Adams get traded, not quite at the deadline, but we saw CMC get traded at the deadline. So there's hope. There's hope. Um, I think that's all there is right now for, for Derrick Henry, is hoping that he lands in a positive spot uh, somewhere maybe like Cleveland behind a good offensive line to rejuvenate what uh, Chubb couldn't do. I don't know. But uh, I don't know. We're excited, but I, I'd still put it as a uh, lesser chance of happening.
1: Yeah, maybe Baltimore. We've been begging for him to get the uh, real running back. I would oh. love to see that happen as someone who's been still holding on to Derrick Henry. But we'll get to the son waivers as well. But it's just a reminder of also. Get Tajay Spears if he's still out there, because if Derek Henry moves, Spears Ooh. will be the clear guy to the roster in Tennessee, and there won't be much competition. So he can be a, I don't want to say a league winner, especially with how bad the Titans <laughs> office has been, but you get a running back who's going to get carries, such as Deontay Foreman, uh, good things can happen. And we'll see how many more Deontay Foreman jabs we can take before we end this show for you, Brian. Uh, thank <laughs> you, appreciate it. And the final news is just exciting. One of the Dolphins drew the midseason Hard Knocks so on HBO this rest of this year. They will be having weekly uh, Hard Knocks episodes of in season. So it'll be fun. I'd love to see Mike McDaniels mic'd up during meetings and stuff. He always has great sound bites in his interviews. So seeing him on a Hard Knocks type of show, curious how it's going to look. But great start of the season. Weird loss last night to the Philadelphia Eagles, but I'm excited to see the Dolphins in action on that show. For sure. Let's jump over to the injuries, where of course there's more, there's more fantasy relevant, but it's a good way to start to show this news. So we'll start off in Cleveland. We mentioned the uh, potential trade for um, for Derrick Henry, and part of that reason is because Jerome Ford is going to be missing a week or two, potentially using a boot after the game due to a high ankle sprain. So this means we saw kind of a mix and match between Kareem Hunt and Pierre Strong. Nobody's been ruled out yet, but that's just the expectation is we won't have uh, Jerome Ford for a little bit of time. So guys, who's who takes this cake for the Browns backfield? Does Kareem Hunt jump right back in as Big Freedom signing? We saw Strong kind of get more of the carries after the injury. How does Cleveland's backfield shake out while Ford misses a week to whatever the case may be.
0: Uh, I, I definitely, I'm not going to be surprised if they pick somebody up off the street as well. Just adding more depth to this backfield. Uh, I'm sure Pierre strong is going to be involved. There's no way they're going to rely on hunt to be, you know, the three down back where he's just out there constantly. So I'm sure we're going to see a mix of two, maybe even three guys. Uh, Thunder Fournette's out there. Is he ever gonna get a job this year? <laughs> <laughs> didn't, he, like, didn't he tweet he saying he was gonna announce it? He's
1: he gonna announce he it this week where he's gone.
0: He said on a
2: live stream, whether it's Twitch or Kick, but one of the sites he was like, he's gonna announce it. So he's gotta wait until he finds
0: one, but yeah, <laughs> 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 he's gotta wait till
2: someone calls him and actually says, Hey, we want you to play for him. Then he can make an announcement, exactly. exactly. <laughs> but I, I kind of agree with that. Like Hunt is not gonna get the three down work, but I do think. He's going to have the most upside out of anybody there. Just, I mean, he's been in the system. We've kind of seen him be in a role where he's not the main guy and still thrive. So I, I think there's a lot of upside with Hunt. So if he's still available, I feel like we talked about in the last couple of weeks. So if he's still available, he's, he's a high
0: target. Go get him.
1: Yeah. He's currently 64% rostered on Yahoo leagues. So right around that threshold that we usually put out there. So um, we'll get into some more running backs, but before we get into other names, does he become the top priority from this or is there somebody we don't
2: need to get into who it is uh, that is ahead of him for this week? Uh, if he's available, I think he'd be my number one guy. I have other guys who I, I think we talk about how he's over the threshold of 50%. So it's not in the article, but yes, he's, he's a main guy for me.
0: Yeah. I think it's going to be team dependent. You know, if you're looking more wide receiver, more running back, something else, but uh, he's definitely the top of the list. Like you said, if he's available
1: yeah so keep an eye out for that one continuing Cleveland we'll go back to the quarterback position Deshaun Watson is undergoing shoulder evaluations after he left uh, on the game on Sunday he did go undergo a concussion evaluation he did pass a protocol but Kevin Stefanski kind of came out and said he's our franchise guy we wanted to play it safe with him and P.J. Walker ended up leading the come behind win against the Indianapolis Colts in and actually surprisingly exciting 39 to 38 win that was a a lot of fun we'll cover a lot more of that game in just a little bit but similar question what we mentioned with the Chicago Bears guys what's your confidence level with the Browns wide receivers going forward with Amari Cooper with Elijah Moore if you've been streaming him if PJ Walker's starting can you start him if Deshaun
2: Sean Watson's starting can you even start these guys at this point I'm fading this Browns offense uh except for the running backs I mean I feel like that's just the Browns for the last couple of years so Amari Cooper disappointing. Uh, the other guys, Peoples Jones, disappointing. Seems like it doesn't matter who's out there. We saw Deshaun when he was out there. He threw one, almost two interceptions. So we saw on the replay the guy bobbled it a little bit, but I'm not having any confidence in the Browns passing attack going forward.
1: Let's move over to the running back position. And we'll, we'll start off with the news that everybody's talking about out in Atlanta. We got to just, we got to talk about it. Uh, Bijan Robinson. Had three yards. He was dealing with an illness. He kind of came out and said that, you know, Arthur Smith said at halftime he wasn't feeling like himself. He woke up, and that's the report that we have right now, that he woke up and just was feeling completely out of it. Didn't feel like himself. Couldn't put himself through it. And same thing with the Falcons. They have the running back depth, so you didn't have to push it first off for you guys, do you actually buy this or is there something more behind the scenes we need to worry about? And, you know, do you have some concerns going forward with Bijan's workload for week eight after that, considering that Patterson did run the ball 10 times for 56 yards and Algiers already been getting a lot of a goal line work. So what, you know, do you, how much concerns do you have for Bijan or do you think it's just a one week, one week ordeal?
2: I want to just start by saying uh, tinfoil hat, Callan, just like thinking about the like, ooh, is it like really this little sick dance or is it a bigger thing? Listen, I, I've
1: been a Steeler fan for a while. We've seen Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. So <laughs> anything that happens, I there's more tinfoil hat that comes
2: out now. Oh my gosh. I do think, listen, I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt. I don't think he has anything to, to hide or to be deceitful to us. I truly think, last minute, he wasn't feeling well. It should have been disclosed. It wasn't. Last I saw the NFL, we'll follow up about the Falcons' failure to disclose the illness. So we'll see what comes from that. But I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. Um, Robinson wasn't feeling good day of. Better safe than sorry. He's definitely the future of this fan- franchise. Ritter isn't. Patterson isn't at his age. So you have to be overcautious, but they should have reported it. I'm not worried going forward.
0: If you ask me, honestly, I think Arthur Smith, we haven't trash talked him a lot in the last few weeks because he's yeah. been throwing the ball so much. We've loved what he's been doing. <laughs> and Mitt. the guy got jealous. Taylor Swift is stealing the headlines. <laughs> oh he wa- It fuels his hate fire. I'm I'm <laughs> convinced that's what it is. He loves just that hate he gets. So what is he going to do? He's going to bench his top 10 running back <laughs> over the yeah. snuffles yeah ultimately i don't think
1: it's a uh, much of a concern it's just you know some people are talking about so we had a point out there but um yeah arthur smith just boy this, this season's just been nuts. if he's not on this hot seat with brandon staley or some other coaches i don't know who would be but this is just a, a crazy situation but don't panic you have Bijan. I expect him to be his normal Bijan self starting out in week eight. Unless he wakes up once again with a headache or sniffles or whatever he is his uh, dealing with. But I, I expect he'll get right back to 15 to touches or so going forward. Sticking with the running back position, we had a few guys who left with injury who came back, but we want to gauge your concern level of both of them. The first is Austin Eckler. He left with an ankle injury. he came back in. It was a different an- ankle though. And we did see Josh Kelly finally do something just, you know, weeks after we recommended him and uh, he wasn't getting the bulk of the carries because football and then Saquon Barkley also left with an elbow injury. He was dangling the arm. I, as a Saquon Barkley manager, was freaking out because I finally got him back just to lose him again. But he did come back and he had a very long touchdown run, had another good game as well. So concern level for each of them. Is it pretty low or either of them that you have a
2: little more worry about? Yeah, so Eckler, I just need to talk about freaking Josh Kelly. You know, all the the, Eckler was out for weeks, right? We were like, get Josh Kelly. We've seen that he's productive while he's with Eckler. Turns out Kelly's a bum by himself. This one, Eckler's back. You know, they had the bye week. They had like the extra week, you know, Cowboys tough matchup, whatever. So it's like, okay, he'll be back this week. No, now Josh Kelly's in. So I think my only logical fantasy advice going forward is, if Eckler's starting, start Josh Kelly instead. If it's just Josh Kelly's the main guy that night, don't start him, keep him out of your lineup. All that to say, maybe it's my ignorance is bliss. I'm not worried about Eckler yet. It could be I let it at the top of the show. I have him in a couple leagues. I'm heavily invested in Eckler. So maybe it's denial. I'm not worried. I'm going to wait for more reports to come out on him. But I'm playing it. I'm cool, calm, and collected with Eckler for now. I'm knocking on wood. I'm feeling okay.
0: Yeah, same. Watching the report, seeing what happens. Uh, but if he does miss time, I'm not jumping on the Josh Kelly train again. This is not something I want to play with. Clearly, he needs Eckler out there supporting him, telling him, good job, Josh, you got this. Because it's the only time we see him actually break. He looks great. Every single one of his rushes was a significant chunk of of yards. But I don't know. He can't do it solo. Just the pressure gets you. Oh,
2: God. Yeah. And then I was just moving on to Barkley a little bit. Uh, Another injury scare, it feels like. But at the same time, he's the only healthy person on that offense. So it's ugly, which is crazy. Barkley, I feel like, is usually not that guy. But uh, it's another one I'm definitely monitoring. I'm not worried yet. I'm not sounding the alarms yet, but explain it by ear.
1: Yep. I don't get this Josh Kelly thing. And I know if. Eckler wasn't going to get hurt, I'd get hurt again because I would be telling people the same thing of, hey, Josh Kelly's getting the bulk of the carries. And, uh, you know, fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice. That's a part of the saying, too. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll monitor. I, I, both of them should be playing. Both will be in your starting lineups. But it's just a reminder of if you have Eckler, handcuff him because it's now two straight, two weeks where he's been dealing with ankle injuries. And Barkley, make sure you have Matt Burita. Although, let's face it, Matt is not going to be doing too much, but make sure you handcuff your star running back. That's just a constant reminder. Finally, the wide receivers again. Luckily, we had no real major injuries this week. It was a pretty... Good week on that front. We did see Jalen Waddle leave the game with a back injury. Did come back towards the end of the game and helped me squeak out a win in my home (laughs) league because I was facing A.J. Brown, and he decided to be A.J. Brown. We'll cover him more in just a little bit, but much more, can we say. So no concern about Jalen Waddle going forward, at least on my end. And the other wide receiver position injury, Christian Watson did limp off with a knee injury. His looked a little bit more severe. He did lay immediately on the ground once he got to the sideline. So while the Packers offense has looked extremely inept the past few weeks, um, there's going to be a number one receiver in green Bay. Maybe it's Romeo Dobbs. Maybe it's Jalen Reed who caught the drop pass that Romeo Dobbs couldn't catch. But uh, yeah. So any concern level for Watson or Waddle? And if so, is there a receiver you think benefits from uh, their, the laundry scares so far?
2: Watson, I am a little concerned, not only because of the injury, but just because Jordan Love looked a little pumpkiny. You know, it feels like the Magic's kind of gone. They may not have three Hall of Fame quarterbacks in a row over in Green Bay. So rest easy, Bears and Lions and Vikings fans. Uh, but for who benefits from Christian Watson's injury? Maybe Romeo Dobbs. Uh, but again, not a lot of confidence in in this offense. Um, really so i'll say if if you lose christian watson i'm probably looking at another team like just another brand new environment for a wide receiver
0: we'll touch on him a little bit more probably in the waivers uh jaden Reed's somebody i'd look at especially with luke musgrave looking to miss time as well just yeah. targets have to go somewhere and he's looked pretty good i uh, came up with the touchdown on a great i don't know if y'all saw it the bobble touchdown yeah, the bobble he was, caught. Yeah, it was wild bobble. Uh, but Christian Watson, he didn't play a full complement of snaps until uh, week ten last year. He dealt with injuries off and on, you know. Not to say that you know, we're going to see that exact same trend here, but he takes some bunk- bumps and bruises here a little bit. So I would be a little wary if you, uh, you know. I was kind of hoping he was going to be a long-term asset for me coming out of this injury, but uh, looks like this might be uh, something that's going to be all season. He deals with.
1: Let's hope not, but uh, yeah, it wouldn't uh, wouldn't fully surprise me. We'll cap we'll with the injuries and stop with the bad news for just a little bit and go to the highlights of the week, our booms. Brian, we'll start over with you. Who's um, the first player you want to highlight, the biggest uh, boom of the week?
0: Uh, well, I'll hit a nice little quartet if uh, – I mean – It's the four guys you would imagine to see there at the top of the quarterback list. We've got Patrick Mahomes, we've got Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, and Jalen Hurts. This is your QB one, two, four, and 5. Obviously, we're recording this during the uh, Monday night game, but really, Purdy, Kirk, these guys, they're they're not top five material. They don't run like these quarterbacks we have here. Uh, They looked great. They looked like uh, the guys that you spent high draft capital on early in the season. Um, Hoping you have them on your team, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, they were just really, really good. Not too much more to say, but it's nice to see Jackson bounce back and get that reminder of what the Ravens offense uh, offense could be. Any other quarterbacks? Yeah, we know they're good. It's not too much more, of I'm at least going to add. Mario, if you have more you want to add to those guys, or if you have uh, somebody else you want to highlight, we'll kick nothing it over about,
2: to you. Nothing about those guys. I'll stay in the quarterback train. This guy will be a little dabble into the waiver world as well. But Minshew Mania looked great. I will say it's tough to really predict consistency with Minshew. I mean, the last two weeks, he finished his quarterback 18 and 27. Yikes. Uh, but this week, he finished his QB three for Monday night. You know, he had 28 points, which is more than his last two weeks combined. You'll have to see that. He really used his legs, which is kind of funny because we thought. Uh, I, Brian, you could maybe speak to this Colts fan, but like I thought with Anthony Richardson being done for the year, like perfect, that's more rushing opportunities for my Jonathan Taylor for the Zach Mosses. Nope, Gardner Minshew is there's still a quarterback rushing in touchdowns in, in Indianapolis. He just can't take it out of the system. It's something in the water. Rushing but, for two
0: at that. Like that's wild.
2: Did, did, I don't know if you saw Um, he did the shimmy celebration for the first one. And then on the second rushing touchdown, he went back to it. I think just out of like, he didn't, he was shocked that he got the second rushing touchdown. He just practiced the one celebration. So he went back to it. Um,
0: hundred (laughs) percent.
2: So great stuff. So yeah, I I like Mitch going forward. He has a tough matchup next week against the saints. Little, little, eh, but, um, listen, if you're someone that had like a Jordan love, I know there's no buys this week, but uh, I feel like a pretty popular strategy is like just punting, on quarterback, and like I said, like a Jordan Love, you're looking for the, or you have Justin Fields. I kind of like Minshew is just a good gamble.
1: As a guy who just traded for Jonathan Taylor, seeing Minshew run those (laughs) two touchdowns, I was so furious and saying words that are not QB list friendly uh, watching the game (laughs) yesterday, but then he ran for a touchdown and everything worked out all right, but great game for Gardner Minshew. It's just a reminder of Minshew Mania still being alive and well, and the reminder, too, of why he's one of the better backup quarterbacks in the league. And he can still support the receivers, which we'll get to in just a moment. But, uh, yeah, if you play for Indianapolis, that wouldn't be. Too, it's a reminder you don't have to worry about your Indianapolis players. Because, Vince, you can still make a lot of guys fantasy relevant on that offense. We'll move over to the running back position. And I'll kick this one off because I know Brian does not want to uh, to talk about him much longer. But we'll go with the number one, number one running back, my biggest... Uh, Guy, I want to highlight for the week, Deontay Foreman, 16 carries, 108 or not 189 yards, three two touchdowns, and then a receiving touchdown on three receptions for 31 yards. He got all the work because Khalil Herbert's still on IR, and Roshan Johnson didn't clear concussion protocol. So volume equals good things, especially when you play the Las Vegas Raiders. So the big question for me with him is going forward, has he done enough to still be fantasy viable even with Roshan Johnson? potentially clearing protocol for this week, or is this going to be a mix and mess that we don't want to deal with?
2: It's tough to say because last year we talked a lot about the whole De- uh, Deonta Foreman versus Chava Hubbard situation. That was a mess. And Now Foreman's got himself into another mess. Obviously you can't deny three touchdowns, but I do think that Rashawn Johnson, in my eyes, he was more talented between the two backs. Khalil Herbert is expected to come back. Granted, uh, I believe that Chicago running backs, besides Foreman, don't have three touchdowns on the year. So, But they've also been playing with Justin Fields, right? He uses his legs. It's a different offense with him. I think Foreman has high potential next week, just based on, we're probably going to see the same backup, uh, badgin going out there. But I don't think there's a lot of long-term value on Foreman.
0: Yeah, he saw 17.9% of the target share this past week when he saw 4.2 the week before. So if Roshon Johnson comes back, I think you have to worry about that. You know, the three touchdowns, we're not going to see that. He's only had one multi-touchdown game in his career before this. So I just think you need to pull back on expectations. If you played him this week, ride the glory to it, but um, understand of what this offense really is. You know, he barely has played prior to this because of how talented he the other guys are ahead of them, and they're not special.
1: Yeah, it's going to be tough. It's a good matchup for the Chargers, but monitor practice reports closely. And if somehow Johnson's going to miss, yeah, you fire Foreman up. If if Johnson does clear the protocol, then you have some questions, and you will be able to answer those more as we get closer to Sunday night. But Foreman wasn't the only good running back from this week. Brian, let's kick it over to you. Your biggest running back boom of the
0: week. Well, mine's got to be (laughs) Kamara. We've seen a running back catch so many passes. I I feel like Drew Brees is back in the league. It is unreal what we're seeing Kamara do right now. Uh, But, I mean, you don't hate it. He's averaging 9.8 targets per contest right now, where his first four games. (laughs) 28% target share in two of the four. Like, that's unreal. But he's getting it done. The offense looks like garbage. Uh, I actually think he's hurting the offense because – Carr's just dumping it off. He's not even yeah, he looking is. downfield. Yeah. He not may do his probably. first read, but yeah, he's just dumping it off, which if you've got Kamara, you're not hating, but Olave managers, you're uh, you're in for some streaky weeks, it feels like, just because Kamara is really limiting uh, just that ability for Carr to push the ball downfield. Oh, my goodness.
2: Yes, and I 100% agree with that. I just want to add that um, before the game, I remember just looking on one of the apps and – I believe Kamara's over-under for receptions was three and a half. And it's just absolutely comical. I'm curious to see where the line is next week. If they're if Vegas is gonna catch on or if it's gonna be another low number like that. But Kamar is insane. Um, I'll pivot to another guy. I'll I'll give Gibbs, give Gibbs his flowers. He finally got his first touchdown, finished with uh, 27.6 points, nine for ten on his targets for 58 yards rushed 11 times for 68 yards was kind of the only bright spot for the the Lions offense. I mean, Goff didn't look good, uh, but Gibbs, you know, turns out that when he is the only guy there, when David Montgomery is hurt, you know, we saw this last year with Swift and Gibbs is kind of a similar player. It's like, listen, he's going to have his game every once in a while. I think that's what this was. So I'll say if you have Gibbs, I'm selling right now. I don't think this is a trend, especially when Montgomery comes back, but you're happy. You probably spent good draft capital on Gibbs. So it only took seven weeks, but you got his game.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's it's nice to see Gibbs do what we were all waiting for him to do. Like to that being said, we'll see what happens when Dave Montgomery returns, but it's still a few weeks away. So you can still Sorry. ride this hot streak a little bit longer, but the sell window may be closing. So um, you may want to, uh, at least explore it. But for now, if you need the win, I don't think you're in a bad spot to continue to ride that out. And the final running back, I'll give a quick shout out to Gus Edwards, 14 carries, 64 yards, and a touchdown. And also, what we all knew was coming an 80 yard reception for Gus Edwards, who I don't know if he's ever had 80 receiving yards <laughs> in a single season in his career,
0: let alone in one game. So good for him. You didn't score. How do you get an 80 yard reception and not <laughs> score? That's what blows my mind. It's it's incredible. I had to do a double take <laughs> looking at the stat line, like wait, eighty yards and there's that. no touchdowns here. But no, I, did, I didn't just score a take, receiving touchdown. No, I'm sitting right. there saying as a guy who could probably barely run eighty yards by myself. Yes, but like I'm just saying
2: Listen, he's the nearly... bus for a reason, you know? Like you think But buses are long term, right? I don't know. The bus did not <laughs> reach the destination. It did it's not. Broke thing. down, you know,
1: no, it was a broke down. Yeah. <laughs> so long term now with uh, it's been a messy situation in Baltimore. Gus Edwards had a great game. Is he the running back one there? Is Justice Hill going to be playing there? Can you start Gus Edwards with confidence? What's your read on on Baltimore before we?
0: For me, Gus Edwards is game script. Uh, They were in complete control of this game the entire time. And we really saw the bulk of Gus Edwards' work come in the second half. Uh, So I I think that's really going to be how it looks like. We still see Justice Hill in the mix. He's catching passes. So I think... Yeah, if if they're in a positive game script, Gus Edwards is going to get you some points. If it's up in the air on where they're going to be going, I I'm not going to have the most confidence. You know, it's going to be a low end flex play for me.
2: Yeah, still a messy backfield with a lot of mouths to feed. So ideally, sticking away from it, but it is going to have it's going to lead to games like this where one guy is going to go off.
1: And next week they do play the Arizona Cardinals, so maybe the game script will be more in Gus Edwards' favor for that, but. I think that's a great way to look at This game script. It really depends matchup wise for him. Go over to the wide receiver position where uh, just real quick, not much more you can add about these players, but three of our top receivers were really, really good. AJ Brown, 10 receptions, 137 yards and touchdown. He ties an NFL record for most consecutive 125 yard games. Um, he is really, really good. Move over, uh, uh, Tyreek Hill. Not to be outdone, 11 receptions, 88 yards, and a touchdown. He is also really, really good. And not to be overshadowed, on Ross St. Brown, 13 receptions, 103 yards, just on 19 targets, no big deal. Um, He is also really, really good. Not much more to add there, but if you have.
0: I was just going to talk about
1: overshadow. It's the sun god. There's no shadow with the Ah, sun (laughs) god. Well, well done. I'm just glad it wasn't a Taylor Swift reference, but maybe when we highlight our tight end, we'll find a way. (laughs) But um, good for good for those three. Mario, uh, save us. You know, keep up the references. Other receivers did well and they, you know, there's more to go in. But so who's your biggest uh, boom uh, from the guys we didn't fully expect something like this from?
2: Yeah, uh, I guess the biggest one that's going to be the biggest surprise and what definitely one of the biggest names of the waiver wire week is going to be Josh Downs. You know, he's someone that if you're reading the waiver wire articles, he was mentioned the last two weeks. I mean, and it was for this week in particular, uh, five for 125 and the touchdown, most of it came on that big chunk play. I believe it was a 40-ish yard touchdown pass, if I remember correctly. Memory serves. Mm. I see some nods. Love it. So yeah, great, great game by Downs. I mean, you know, you love seeing guys like this, like especially the ones I'm talking about on the article. So I hope you, you picked him up. But if you didn't, he's definitely one of my top, if not my top wide receiver. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, it's
2: we talk about Gardner
1: Minshew and how he can support the weapons there. He's now support, supporting two target, two receivers out there. Michael Pittman also had two receptions, 86 yards and a touchdown. It was all on one very large play, but it's a good reminder that the Colts receivers, we've talked about them being maybe even better with Gardner Minshew out there. Well, Downs and Pittman have both been really, really good for the Colts since uh, Minshew has taken over. So. Maybe there's a sell-high window on at least one of them right now of this sort of game, but they're going to be throwing a lot because they're definitely playing high-scoring games because that defense is not great in Indianapolis. So, um, yeah, Josh Downs definitely, if not at the top, he's very close to the top of the waiver wire at the receiver position. Brian, anything more you want to add about your Colts player? And if not, then uh, we'll get to your biggest boom of the week at the receiver position.
0: I don't want to tarnish Downs and bring him down anymore. Man. You know, people are just going <laughs> to... Hit the bias. They're going to say the Colts fans bringing them up. So I'm going to let you guys take it away. I think you hit it perfectly. (laughs) And I want to talk about a guy, this rookie, this rookie that came out of nowhere, Puka Nakua. This guy that now Cooper Cup's back guys. Did you hear? Nakua is washed. He's done. He's not going to get anything. That's what Uh, I thought. Uh, hard pass, hard pass right there. He just saw 44% target share this week. Uh, he's fallen below 32% target share uh, in just two games this season and never been below 21%. He is here to stay. I think the duo between Nakua and Cup is going to be there all season, and wow, blew us out of the water. Eight receptions, 154 yards, great game from him. I'm loving what this rookie is bringing to this, this league right now. It's
1: it's truly incredible. I, there's not too many more words to say. Then we all thought that once Cooper Cup came back, there was gonna be a, a weird mix. Well, Cooper Cup only had two receptions. Obviously, it's not gonna last for too much longer. They'll both be high end receivers. But if you've had any doubts about Puka, you just play him. No question. Every week, up the bye week, he is a must start receiver going forward. And it's a shame that the Rams still. That Matthew Stafford isn't a better fantasy receiver or quarterback, excuse me, when he's supporting both Puka and Cooper Cup, but he can still only be a average middle of the pack quarterback. It's a uh, saying as a guy who had to play him this week and is a little disappointed about that. But shout out also, poor we'll wrap up the receiver position to Mike Evans, six defense, eighty two yards, and a touchdown. He finishes as wide receiver six on the week, even while being shadowed by AJ Terrell. He's still very good. And Baker Mayfield's doing a a great job of him. We'll cover Baker in a little bit for uh, the quarterback position. But the Buccaneers and the Falcons, surprisingly, are right at the top of that division. And Mike Evans has been um, everything you've wanted, wanted, and more at the YRC position. So a little shout out to him to wrap up this segment. And, of course, if you weren't listening to any NFL broadcast, you may have missed it. It was National Tight End Day yesterday on Sunday. So we would be remiss if we didn't highlight the tight end position. A lot of them good players, but Travis Kelsey, 12 receptions, 179 yards, a touchdown on 13 targets, 35.9 points. I thought for a moment there he was going to set some sort of record for most receiving yards by a tight end in the game. Um, Let's take what I said about the wide receivers and put it over him. Travis Kelsey, he is very, very good. And maybe (laughs) it had something to do with a certain
0: person who was in the stands watching him did y'all see that stat where Patrick Mahomes went 27 straight completions when targeting Travis Kelsey, it ended in this game with one of the last attempts, but yeah, 27 straight completions. Well, I missed that. That's I can't picture
2: that. I I can't picture having that much consistency in my offense. (laughs) Nope.
1: They're going to be, and I've watched, been watching the Steelers. So I would kill for some sort of consistency like that this year. But, uh, (laughs) um, Yeah, they, by the end of the season, they will be in the same conversation as we put Brady and Gronk, those quarterback tight end duos that we love to talk about there. Mahomes and Kelsey is a, a duo we're going to remember for a long time. And then there's the guys who play on the football field, let alone yeah, handshake between Taylor Swift and uh, Brittany Mahomes. That's going on. <laughs> but with all the great play that we saw in week seven, guys were what we expected. There were some guys who we expect more out of that did not live up to the hype and we got to at least cover that. So um, we'll start at the quarterback position. Brian, take it away.
0: Uh, for quarterbacks. We got a couple doozies here. We had uh, Herbert and golf. Both of them just looked goffle. It was nice. not something I wanted well to done. see at all.
2: <laughs> not kind of off.
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, Herbert had so many expectations coming into the season. We really thought he was just going to blow it away. And this team's just kind of, blowing up it's it wasn't great we were hoping a really high you know high scoring affair Kansas City dropped 31 but you know the Chargers only came away with 17 points and
2: yeah just on that the only thing I want to just touch on is golf I was going to just say I mean road golf finally finally reared its head uh you know we did see a little bit of some good golf good road golf earlier this year but firm believer that road golf is real and this was just a prime example of it but also David Montgomery is just that important, I believe. And yes, I have David Montgomery in a couple leagues, but yes, he's that important to this offense.
1: Yeah. Goff in week eight is going to be back at home and he is playing the Las Vegas Raiders. So I will probably be firing him right back up in Way the back. Lineup. So not yeah. concerns about him. I'm getting concerned about Justin Herbert. because I don't know if you saw the tweet. Apparently that finger injury from Herbert that he suffered a week or two ago, it's going to be about a six week injury. And I'm not fully buying in that it's like gonna, it's not gonna keep him out, but I'm wondering if it's having an effect on him throwing the football more than we realize. I, I want to keep a closer eye on him. He's still someone you're gonna start, but if you do have Herbert, it wouldn't be a bad idea to go get yourself a second option if he does fall, like Brian said, into that streaming category. That we really hope he doesn't, because uh, he was definitely someone targeting as a possible MVP candidate for this season. Well, hopefully he figures it out, but you might want to be proactive, find yourself
2: some other options just in case it does happen. Running back position,
1: we talked a lot about, oh, go
2: ahead. Yeah, for Herbert, only thing I want to say is, I mean, before this, he's had one, two, three, four finishes in the top six for quarterbacks. Granted, he looked really ugly here, but it's against Kansas City, at Kansas City, or yeah, at Kansas City. They always whoop their fellow AFC West opponents. They're about to play Chicago, who we know is not a competitive team. And personally, like this is the week I am sending a heavy offer to Justin Herbert. I, I think he is gonna bounce back and be in the top 10 next week. After that, he does have at the Jets. That's a yuck matchup. But after besides that, you're feeling great about the schedule. Detroit, Green Bay, Baltimore. I I I think Justin Herbert, this is the one bad game for him. He is going to continue to have a couple ugly picks, but I, I mean we've seen that with Hertz. Which I just feel like quarterbacks are they're they're just turning the ball over more this year. I don't know what's in the water, but I am still very high on Justin Herbert, and I'll probably be making some offers this week for him. Definitely something
1: he might. You told us to go get Justin Fields, and it worked out. So let's see if the other Justin <laughs> has the yeah. same. Uh- same effect, but we'll go over to the running back position. We talked a lot about Bijan Robinson, so not too much more to add to him, but point three points. Very, very sad day. But other running backs that we uh, we didn't expect from, real quick, Raheem Mostert had a finish with only six points, and Josh Jacobs only five points. He did get a touchdown called back on the on a reception. Um believe it was, uh, I don't remember if it was a penalty or if he was just out of bounds, but uh, he almost had a touchdown could have made his day a little bit more salvageable but any concern about either of these two going forward with Raheem Mostert or Josh Jacobs
2: definitely not on Mostert I feel like every time we talk about a bust that's a running back that played the Eagles I'm gonna say this the Eagles are really good against the run Janet Carter was back into the lineup this week I am Absolutely not writing off Mostert. Uh, I am writing off any running back that's playing the Eagles. Huge, huge tax on them. But otherwise, Mostert's gonna be back to a top 15 guy next week, almost certainly. I think they play somebody help me out. Who do they play next week? Standby. I will I will pull that up. <laughs> Mostert. We got it. It is a drum roll. They play New England. Um New England kind of a kind of a stout defense but i i feel so much it's just the difference between the eagles run defense and everybody else is and that's that's
0: the difference maker so i'm i'm back to plugging them in no hesitation next week for sure we saw it in like the previous i mean first couple of years with tom brady in the in the Bucks. like you just did not play running backs against the bucks for those couple of years you know eagles are just hit that like last year i feel like they were like that as well um but uh, as far as Jacobs, I believe he's either number two or number three in running back usage overall in the season. He doesn't play for a good team. He's going to have some bumps and bruises throughout the season where it's not the best game ever. But he's going to be so far involved that it really doesn't matter. I believe he's th- number three in targets as well to the running back position. So,
1: Yeah, he's and with him. Jimmy Garoppolo... Potentially still missing more time. They're probably going to have to lean on Josh Jacobs if they want to have any chance of winning games. Because let's face it, neither Brian Hoyer or Aiden O'Connell have looked good in those two starts. So Raiders are in a little bit of trouble if they can't get Josh Jacobs going. So they'll do whatever it takes to get him. He's another guy I'd probably putting some offers in on to try and buy low at this point. Let's over to the wide receiver position where, again, we talked a lot about Cooper Cup when we talked about Kukunakua. Obviously no concern there. It's a bad game, but he's Cooper Cup. He'll bounce right back for the rest of the season. But there's some other receivers who disappointed us, and um, we'll see what it's sort of concerns. So, Brian, let's kick it off with you. Your wide receiver bus at Orwerfa. What you want to mention here?
0: Oh, who to start with? Who to start with? Um, <laughs> I think I'm going to go with Cooper Cup. I kind of touched on Puka Nakua dominating the the targets a little bit but Cooper Cup did not have a great game but it's I don't think it's anything we need to fret over it's gonna happen he does get shut down from time to time uh, the Steelers were all over Matt Stafford so the timing just the the way they had that defense run I just I wouldn't sweat it but it hurts 4.2 uh points is just not what you expect from Cooper Cup maybe in the first quarter but not not in the whole game
2: yeah, big bummer about cup. Uh, I want to move on to Tyler Lockett. No DK Metcalf, who's been questionable the last couple of weeks, but just telling you officially out. I'm thinking T- Lockett's gonna feast. He doesn't finishes with 7.8 points. I know Lockett has always kind of been that boom bust guy, so can't really say too too much. But I just always give the guy, give somebody like Lockett, you know, that wide receiver to boom bust. You know when the cards are in his favor, I should know better. But I would have just—I had him higher ranked this week, especially with uh, DK out, and he did bad. He did seven point eight, so big bummer.
1: Yeah, it was disappointing. You'd expect the uh, this
2: to be the big game for Lockett
1: without DK Metcalf, but it was a Jackson Smith and Jigbug game, and it was—I was his breakout game. I'm curious what effect that's going to have on Lockett going forward. Hopefully, Geno can support three wide receivers because that's what's in the uh, best interest for us as fantasy managers going forward. The other two receivers, real quick, but I just want to throw out there. Devontae Smith has feel like, feels like he's been finding himself on this list a lot lately. Four receptions, 49 yards, now three straight weeks of less than 10 points in PPR. Again, it's still the Eagles offense, so I'm not fully panicking, but... The alarm bells are starting to, I'm opening the case a little bit. If it's three straight weeks
0: hit, like this. okay. Oh I was going to say he did hit the injury report this past week with a hamstring injury. So I don't know how much of that is capping his, his full top off speed there, but uh, something to monitor as well.
1: Yeah. And then Keenan Allen, four receptions, 55 yards. No, I'm not panicking about that. It's he's Keenan Allen. He's been one of the most consistent receivers in the entire sport to start the season. With the injury to Herbert, it's probably just had a small thing. They're playing the Chiefs, so same thing Mario said about Herbert. He's got a great schedule coming up. Keenan Allen will continue to be Keenan Allen, especially with the not-development that we've been wanting to see from Quentin Johnson. So that's going to do it for our bus, and one final guy. Just real quick, Michael Mayer. You had your chance there. Uh, He's droppable for possibly a tight end. We want him to be good, but I think he might be someone who needs a competent quarterback like Jimmy Garoppolo to actually get to that fantasy value we are hoping for. So he's droppable for some of our tight end streamers. We'll get to in just a little bit. Let's get over to the waiver wire options this week. We got a lot of exciting names. We talked about at the top of the show, we'll start running back position, Kareem Hunt and Pierre Strong with the injury to um, Jerome Ford. What their value is, they may be at the top of this list. Say you cannot get Kareem Hunt, or he may have been picked up already because he is currently pretty rostered at 64%. Mario, we'll start with you. Who is the running back you are targeting
2: most if Kareem Hunt's unavailable or if there's someone you like more than Kareem Hunt? Man, uh, I kind of wish that somebody was on by this week. So naturally, I would just pick them. I uh, just given my track <laughs> record. So this might be crazy. It might be Zeke. Zeke's kind of getting a lot of red zone loving. He's got a touchdown in the last two weeks. I'm not sure if we're going to keep seeing this. Um, but listen, the Patriots look good. This week they beat the divisional bills. I think they we already talked about, but they have another division matchup next week where they play Miami. Uh might be Zeke just as a little. i us say he's more of a bye-week guy. I feel like he's like the flex running back with upside with the touchdowns. He's gone two in a row. He's looking like his old barrel and self. Uh, pretty high on Zeke. I think he's like forty-six percent give or take in Yahoo. So
0: God, I typed that and I felt so gross doing it. I like, they're going <laughs> to yep. laugh at me. They're going to shame me. <sighs> I'm I'll glad high it was, on him. The, the page is there. It's uh, ugh, gross. Eagles
2: fan. So I've seen Zeke just like, just not going away for quite some time. And mm. it's still happening. It's my nightmares are still existing. He's still running hard.
1: You know what? Vermondre Stevenson has started to look like the guy you were hoping he would be. He obviously hasn't gotten the that level, but he's starting to get back to the fancy viability, but Zeke. Hey, he's going to score, and the Patriots, let's hope this is the start of some turning things today. around. So um, we want points, and if he's going to get in the end zone, that wouldn't be a bad thing. The big debate on fantasy Twitter throughout the week was this whole Ram running back situation, and we did get answers this past week. It was anybody but Zach Evans. We saw the mix split up as follows. Royce Freeman had 12 carries for 66 yards no touchdowns and daryl henderson 18 carries 61 yards and a touchdown as well as one reception for five yards so if you do miss out on zeke if you do miss out on the browns running back situation maybe you want to pick up a ram so if you do want to pick up a ram is there one you prefer more than the other or are both
0: viable options moving forward no henderson's the guy for me uh you just went over the uh, the rush split there. As far as the snaps go, Henderson had thirty six. Royce Raymond had twenty six. Zach Evans didn't even have one. So I think we're gonna put that one to bed. <laughs> six round pick. If he was gonna get an opportunity, he would have. Uh, Henderson's the guy. Um, the guy that didn't they cut him last season? Like three four weeks into it. Uh, his relationship with the Rams is hot and cold. But right now they need him, and he's the guy for me. He's my number one running back pickup, I believe. Uh, if you're going, like, under 50% rostered right now. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I just, it's That's just a total mess. And, you know, last week it was Zach Evans was the big pickup. And he did nothing two weeks ago. It was Amari Mercado. He wasn't a big pickup. And, well, he actually had the most touches for the Arizona Cardinals after we all... Uh, wrote him off after a bad week. So before we get over to some other running back options, is D Mercado an option for you guys this
2: week? He is. He is. Maybe. He is. Oh, he's in my top five in the waiver article this week, coming out to today. Same day. You'll be listening to this. He's in my top five. I think he's a really strong and a good bounce back. Uh, I haven't heard anything about James Connor situation. I think he's still a week or two away at least. So, I'm definitely rolling the dice on him. I think we talked about they're playing Seattle next week, uh, Arizona. Uh, Baltimore. Baltimore, <laughs> yeah, Baltimore. that's what it was. Week. Yep. Okay, that's what it was, uh, crossing my wires. But, yeah, I, I, he is he's someone high on those.
0: Yeah, getting a 15% target share and 90, 93% of the team's running back rushes. He's getting the work. He's getting what Connor was getting. So uh, he's definitely worth throwing out there if you need a running back.
1: And if you do miss out on any of these options, or you, you're in a good spot, you just want to stash some some other options. Any other names worth mentioning? We did talk about Tajay Spears; he'll play in that mix as well. He probably is up there, but so we'll throw him out of this equation. Anybody else worth mentioning as someone we want to stash or just keep an eye on going forward?
0: Uh, Pierre Strong, seeing how he develops in the backfield with the the Browns, I think's worth watching. Uh, Devin Singletary, we definitely saw an uptick in his workload going into the bye week. So, checking out what they, uh, with the kind of adjustments they may make as far as the running back splits. Uh, And then, uh, Roshan, or I'm sorry, Elijah Mitchell. We've got CMC playing right now. Does he make it through the whole game? He's got an oblique tear or a slight tear or something like that, I believe I saw. We haven't seen where this is going to go. And Elijah Mitchell, he's proven. When he's healthy, he can get it done. So, uh, he's definitely on the top of my list as well.
2: Oh, you yeah. took the words out of my mouth about Singletary. Uh, he's getting more and more opportunities. I'm not sure what's going on with Damian Pierce. And then Singletary, just going to add that he has the passing touchdown upside. We saw it at least once, so you have that. But I'll say he's definitely one of my deeper uh, deeper picks. So if you're in a deeper league where these other guys, Zeke, Henderson, you know, Hunt, if those guys are already off the, the waiver wire market, um, Singletary is one. Worth a dart throw, you know, by weeks, none this week, but with them coming up soon, another, I think there's another big amount, either four or six the following week. So,
1: yeah, so real quick before we go over to the wide receiver position, let's just rank them our top three priorities. You mentioned a lot of names here. Who are the guys you're
2: prioritizing over the others? I mentioned Zeke's prime. Oh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead.
0: I was going to say Hunt, Henderson, and then probably Singletary, Mitchell, if CMC doesn't make it through the game.
2: I was going to say, yeah, Hunt, if he's available, I know he's at the highest, I think about 64%. Um, But Hunt would be my number one. Then probably Zeke Henderson would be like the, the following ups after that.
1: And Yeah, I'll, I'll put the same one. I'll probably do Hunt, Top, Henderson would be my two. Oh. And then I'll throw Tajay Spears oh. at three, maybe with Amari Di Mercado. One of those two would be at three. I just can't. I, I like Zeke, and if you can get him, cool, but I'll trust some guys who give me a little bit more upside to lead their team in carries and a mix with uh, that struggling New England offense. But you know what? Zeke's still a good option. A lot of good
2: names out at the running back position, I'll say, for this week. Which you could say him. the same. I'm sure I'm just but. my Eagles, NFC East, like, you know, Zeke just being in my nightmares where he gets the 120 yards and a touchdown when I close my eyes, when I hear his name. So I think that's just the lingering effect. Hey, we all, <laughs> we all have that guy. We all have that guy. The <laughs> Steelers have had that guy
1: going against us for, for years. So I definitely am sure if you ask me, I could probably think of someone who has that same nightmares for me. We'll go over to the wide receiver position where, once again, some really exciting names to try and pick up to Sash going forward talk about josh downs as being a show i think he's the clear number one for all three of us at this point just how much he's being used by the indianapolis colts so let's just skip over him because he, he is number one and can talk about some other names that we want to take a look at at the wide receiver position so brian let's let's start over with you this time your next wide receiver priority after josh downs who's the next guy you're trying to uh, trying to acquire
0: well, I touched on him at the beginning of the show. Uh, Jaden Reed is going to be the next guy I am going to be going after uh, over the first month of the season. He was wide receiver thirty six, getting averaging uh, ten fantasy points a game in PPR formats. I think with Watson gone, with Musgrave missing time, Aaron Jones is still recovering. You know, he's out there this week, but I think Jaden Reed has a he's a rookie too. So what we've seen from him, it's better than most so i I think giving him time to continue to develop seeing jordan love continue to develop with these young players uh getting used to all that i think he's a great ad as well
2: i on the other side am addicted to this terrible new england offense because kendrick Bourne, who i was so high on week one over puka kendrick Bourne. anytime he comes on this i have to give him some shout outs And listen, another week with double digits, 16.3 this week, top 14 before Monday night, caught six of his seven targets and a touchdown. I don't know what it is. I just, I'm addicted to this New England offense and like, is it Mac Jones? Is it not? Maybe I like the drama. That is my like soap My is uh, what it's going to happen with Mac Jones. So they're definitely going to need to score to keep up with Miami. Um, So I like Kendrick Bourne.
1: I like, I like Kendrick Bourne, too. It's that use, usage, even with Juju Smith-Schuster coming back, I don't think he's much of a hindrance in Kendrick Bourne. I think he's gotten a clear rapport with uh, with Mac Jones that you can't deny it. So I think he's a... If you need safe PPR points, he's probably of the options might be the safest outside of Josh Downs, but there's definitely more upside there. which includes my possible favorite target among those, and that's Wandel Robinson. He only had one re- reception for 22 yards last week, but the Giants offense is slowly putting it a little back together, and it might be because Tyrod Taylor is over Daniel Jones. We'll see what happens when Daniel Jones comes back, but there's some upside there, and he's starting to be a lot more involved in this Giants offense. So I think Wandel Robinson, if you're looking for some upside, only 25% rostered in Yahoo leagues. Someone you'll you want to take a, take a peek at. And I think there's a, there's a lot to like there, along with a few other options. So, um, outside of these names, we can have a little bit less uh, discussion, unless you have something you want to add for Robinson. Anybody else that you're throwing a dart at, or maybe some upside plays going forward? Uh,
0: these guys are going to be a little higher owned, but Rashi Rice has been very much involved in the Chiefs' office, offense pulling in another touchdown this week. And then Joshua Palmer has proved that he's willing to be the second wide receiver on this offense. Quentin Johnson has not looked – another pedestrian week this week. So if they're out there, I think they're worth getting. I think they're usually about 60% owned in most platforms. Uh, Zay Jones, coming back from injury, I think he's somebody to look at because Calvin Ridley just doesn't want to play every week, <laughs> I guess. I don't know.
2: Yeah, I was going to give a little shout out to Zay Jones. I know he was out last week, um, but when he was in, I mean, week one was someone that was high on him. I really thought he was going to kind of take a bigger step in that offense. But, of course, he followed it up with the zero catches for six targets. But it's a good sign getting that many targets. Week five, he got the five targets. To me, that's a pretty good floor for a flex level guy who you're kind of chasing after in these waivers. So Um, he does have a bye week nine. So Zay Jones isn't... You know, I feel like right now we're kind of just talking about guys who getting ready for the BIPOC, The next round of buys coming up, so a uh, little disclaimer there. But on the flip side, I need to always somehow talk about guys on bye weeks. So that's the closest someone to get this week with no buys.
1: You know, not the not the worst thing in the world. Yeah, do it. We all have our thing on this show, and yours is just naming guys on bye weeks. But coming off the bye weeks, uh, name it, I want to throw out as a reminder. Tank Dell is only 48% rostered in Yahoo leagues. They do have, very coming off their bye. They have a matchup with the Carolina Panthers. This coming week, that's easily a match we can take advantage of. I expect CJ Stroud to go out to try and show up Bryce Young and the team that passed on him first overall. And I believe Robert Woods is also, if I'm not mistaken, dealing with a minor injury coming off the bye week. So, monitor that closely. If there is no Woods, then... There's clearly a chance for Tank Dell to have, you know, compete very close with Nico Collins for top at the for Houston share. So his name you can throw out there as someone you want to, uh, to add to wrap up this uh, pretty wide open wide receiver room. So before we go over to the other streamers, of same thing, let's rank our top three four priorities at the wide receiver.
2: Ah, uh, yeah. So we we got um. Again, I will do the takeover for the Colts homer. I like Josh Downs a lot. So I think he's going to get involved. I think this offense is always going to be like have that shootout potential. I think Minshew a guy that gets it done ugly, um, but he still gets it done. So Downs would be my number one. I like Bourne a lot is my number two. Uh, have since week one still standing on that take. And then number three, I like Tank Dell a lot. Um I do. It'd probably be here. It'd be like the Palmer Rice, uh, but they are over the threshold. So if they're not available, then it would go down to Tank Dell Cause we've seen that CJ Stroud just loves balling it out.
0: Yeah. Pretty similar. I'm going Josh, uh, Josh Downs, Jaden Reed and uh, tank Dell. If you're going for uh, stashes, if you're looking pretty good. Then I'm going Jameson Williams or Marvin Mims. If they're still out there. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I'll stick with the same one. I will have Josh Downs at the top. I will put Kendrick Bourne up there. I like the work he's getting in New England. And I'll put Tank Dell at three. I'd probably mix the Josh Palmer, Rashi Rice right up there with uh, Tank Dell and uh, Kendrick Bourne if they're still available, but for guys who are more widely rostered. But if you're looking for the upside, I like to call for Jameson Williams. I like to call for um, Wandel Robinson. Mm-hmm. No, we'll see wide receiver. I think there's plenty of, plenty of names. That's just the lesson that I've taken out from there. But before we wrap up, we'll run through some streamers again. Everybody's available. There's no bye weeks this week. So we're probably not playing the stream game as often, but if you are looking for some possible replacements, we'll start at the quarterback position. Who are some guys you are looking to add add out there?
0: Oh, Kyler, I think he's got to be mentioned here. I think his upside, I'm a little weary of his upside, his running upside coming off this ACL injury. But if you've got the ability to roster him, I think he should be picked up in most formats.
2: Yeah, he would probably be my number one as well. Last I read is that um, I think they're expecting a week 10 return for Kyler. They really don't want to rush him back, but it's definite that he is going to be coming back. I talked about where if you're somebody that kind of pumped it on a quarterback. I think he's a great stash. It is a little scary because he's going to be coming back so late in the season where, you know, you're getting so close to the fantasy playoffs and it's just like you want to have as much consistency, but I'd rather have him than not and let somebody else pick him up. Um, But also Minshew, just keep in the, make sure Brian doesn't have to be the the cult homer. (laughs) I did mention that he has a little bit of those, you know, sometimes he's barely in the top, you know, in, in the tens, you know, where he's flirting with like a twenty plus. But then he has these games like this where he sneaks in for two rushing touchdowns. So I don't think that's gonna happen every week, but I think he is exciting player nonetheless.
0: I think he's gonna be like uh, expect Jameis Winston when he's out there. I was just he's thinking of Jameis. Where he can score you touchdowns, he can move a little bit, but he's also he's got the stones to go out there and just launch it. So he's going to throw interceptions or fumble the ball, putting the offense back out on the field, putting them in the game scripts where they need to throw the ball. So I think he's a great fantasy quarterback in that sense where NFL quarterback, obviously he's not helping the team, but for your fantasy team, I think yeah <laughs> great.
1: Yeah, definitely like him going forward. And uh, especially in two quarterback leagues, if someone to look at, and if you're looking for someone for a real one week streamer, Baker Mayfield does go on the road against the Buffalo Bills. It will be a shootout potential, and we've seen Baker have those games where he can he can light it up and keep it close, especially when he's got both Chris Godwin and Mike Evans playing near at the top of their game like they have been. And Desmond Ritter is going to be traveling to Tennessee. The Titans just lost Kevin Byard, and they are not a good football team. Their defense is not good. So Desmond Ritter, if you're really desperate, he's, you know... Brian talked about the beginning of the show that he had been airing it out for a while until Arthur Smith decided he wanted to get back into the headlines. So maybe they let him air it out again, even though he is and on the he, road. So
0: he rushed for two touchdowns. Those were B. Two. John's touchdowns. That too. Yeah, he did run for the two <laughs> touchdowns.
1: <laughs> Arthur Smith.
0: Just, uh, Arthur. that's
1: all you got to say for that. Is that he, wow. he, Arthur it up. We'll go over to the tight end position where Are we really to bring up his name again? do we really have to talk about Taysom Hill?
2: Oh yeah. Let's but, do, it, yeah. do what,
1: it. We have to talk about him. So tell me if I'm crazy. Tell me, is this real? Is Taysom Hill really going to be a thing again? I know it's been two straight weeks, but is he actually a viable starter?
2: Oh my goodness. Yes. I Listen, in the world of tight ends, it's like, what do you have to lose anyway? It's like tight ends are already kind of a wasteland. You know, we just use the Jameis comparison for Minshew. Kind of the same with, with Taysom Hill, right? And tight ends, a wasteland where it's kind of fine. I mean, the last two weeks, uh, so week seven, Taysom Hill had five targets and five rushing attempts so we'll call it 10 opportunities and then the week before that he had nine opportunities so he's getting involved all the weeks before that he had just he had fewer he had just the one target and fewer rushing attempts so we like seeing the the volume going forward maybe he's the change of pace guy versus Alvin Kamara because we said they're kind of running the offense through him but listen why not he's he's the Winston of tight ends and what else you you can start Cole Komet over him and like you're, you're just having the touchdown
0: upside anyway, so I, I like Hill. Yeah, he's the volatile play. If you are, if you know, your opponent's favored by more than eight or nine points and your tight end is giving you four to five points, put Taysom Hill in. There's a good chance he's going to, you know, blow up and give you those, you know, double-digit performance and push you over the edge. It's a great chance he gives you one, but if you're looking for something volatile, you're looking to shoot for the fence because you're the underdog, I think he's a great grab. He does play the Indianapolis Colts this week, and we talked about at the beginning of the
1: show. The Colts defense is not something that you're scared of. So, They're yeah, Taysom Hill. If I was uh if I was doing rankings, he'd probably be top twelve. I think Taysom Hill, is someone you pick up and start. And this next guy I want to bring up, maybe in a similar category, someone you want to pick up and start. And that's Dalton Kincaid had his best game as a pro in this past week. Dawson Ooh. Knox is currently battling an injury, They do have the Thursday night game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But is Dalton Kincaid working his way into the weekly starter conversation?
0: I think so. Just before we started recording, I saw that Knox is actually going in for wrist surgery and his uh, timetable is actually unknown. So Kincaid is going to get plenty of of opportunities. He's not going to have to split opportunities with uh, Dawson Knox anymore. So I think if we want to see a number two target emerge, clearly Gabe Davis is saying, hey, anybody else can have it. I don't have to. So, maybe Kincaid's our guy.
2: I with that 100 Yeah, that's nothing to add.
1: Yeah. Brian, you write the weekly tight end streamer. I'm sure you'll have some more names within that article. But just real quick, any other names you just want to highlight? I'm sure you'll have more reasoning in the article. But any other names worth uh, worth monitoring at this point?
0: Yeah, Ferguson and Schultz, the uh, Texas, both Texas tight ends out there, they've showed us that they can be uh, – pretty decent out there maybe not the top scores but something in the middle. Um, Parham we saw Everett go out after scoring another touchdown this week Parham's already got three on the season so he would be somebody to look at as a uh, touchdown tight end and then uh, McBride we're finally seeing Ertz come out of there and McBride stepping up the second year tight end so eh, maybe he's worth a shot in deeper league but we'll have to check out the article to find out more.
2: Ooh.
1: Yep so stay tuned for the weekly tight end streamers I'm sure uh, We'll get some more reasoning, but I like all of those uh, those plays. A lot of a lot of good matchups for a tight end position that you can attack. Speaking of good matchups, we always do that t- defense, and this week there there definitely is one, including a crazy, thrilling game in the East third New Jersey between the Giants and Jets. They may be <laughs> your top defense streamers for the week, but is there another name that I or team that I'm overlooking, or are we just looking at the uh, at this matchup for our defense streamers?
2: yeah jets are definitely my number one i think they're sitting just above 50 percent, but they did just have their buy so i i feel like a lot of people are going to be dropping their defenses over the bye week so keep an eye out for jets they'd be my number one besides that i'm probably looking at the chargers versus the bears i know we saw some magic this week um with the backup with Bagent but I don't know if lightning strikes twice, which is ironic because they're playing the Chargers, the lightning bolt. Chargers. <laughs> I think that they, I think that they're better than they're letting on. I so I, I think the Chargers are a good safe one for this week. Brian, you got one?
0: Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna have to go. Love the Jets Giants, either one of those side. I like uh, Lions are gonna have to be mine. Uh, going up against the backup, whether it's Hoyer or Aiden O'Connell. I'm not really too afraid of it. I think they've got a great run defense, so the only weapon they really have is Josh Jacobs out there. So if they shut him down, then they've just got to worry about getting to that quarterback. And, uh, you know, Devontae Adams will have another pedestrian game if that happens. Oh, Devontae. I like it.
1: Yeah, I think the Lions can be a a very good play, especially if they can put some pressure on O'Connell, Hoyer, whoever it is. And even just Jimmy G that comes back, first game back from a back injury. you got to go up against Aiden Hutchinson in that front seven. Good luck. So I I don't mind the the Lions. I'm probably sticking at the uh, the Battle of New York, but there's a lot of good defense options even with uh no bye weeks. You can. Ultimately, find someone on waivers better than what you've been having. So keep an eye out for that. But that's going to do it for this episode of the QB List Fantasy Football Podcast. If you want to have some more questions answered for start, sit, waiver priorities, whatever the case may be, you can find the show on Twitter at the QB List. You'll have access to all the articles from our staff, including brian's weekly tight end streamers and mario's weekly waiver wire article where we will have much more in-depth discussions about these names and other guys who we may not have mentioned who are worth picking up you can find also us in the qb list discord at pitcherless or qb slash pl plus it's full on access you can talk football with us every sunday answer start set decisions waiver wire parties trade discussions general football discussions or anything in between. It's a great community of people that talk football, baseball, life, anything and everything. There's a community for it, so definitely worth checking out if you want to uh, hang out there. It's qblist or pitcherlist dot com, and you click the get pl plus. You can find me at Twitter at calen underscore elsleger. Same as usual, just chatting football, chatting baseball. It's the baseball playoffs, so we're still alive with that. But a lot of exciting stuff there and i'll be chatting the discord no real articles coming out but brian and mario are carrying a load on that so i'll uh, you guys plug where <laughs> all your work can be found or anything else that's uh coming out that's not um uh, those article related
2: yeah so you can find me on twitter at mario Delmo jr uh, i'm also very active in all of the reddit threads so if you have any kind of general questions if you're not on the discord which i highly highly recommend um But if you just ask a question, any like the general ones, either the sit start or the what we saw, I do my best to try to answer a bunch of questions. Keep an eye out for me there. But as Cal mentioned, I also do the waiver article releases every Tuesday, the same day you're probably listening to this. So go take a look at it, see who get a little bit more detail, a little bit more stats that we try not to put you to sleep with here.
0: And then you can find me at too much underscore Brian on Twitter. You can find me in the Reddit threads talking about the what we saw articles. I'm usually in there. And then, uh, yes, absolutely, the Titan streaming article, you can find me there. And, uh, yeah, you're looking for more of me, you can find me all over my too much stuff, movie night shenanigans and fantasy football. And
1: then on this podcast, where it really is just too much Brian when talking fancy fans, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not enough,
2: Brian. No, not
1: enough, Brian. Hey, it was, it's good to good to have the three of us back together and a lot of, a lot of fun. It was, uh, it's good to be back. And like I said, this is an exciting week for waivers. I think mean, we covered a lot more names than I was expecting. Even with the injuries, there's pl- no injuries. There's plenty of uh, exciting names to look out for. So be active. We're approaching that midway point in the season where, really want to set ourselves up just not just for wins now but setting yourself up for possible playoff matchups so you know it's an exciting time for not just the nfl but for our fantasy rosters as well but to to do it for this episode of Cubulous fantasy World podcast we will talk to you all next week